Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, now, I saw that same woman develop, you see, in faith then, because she started using her faith down on that lower level. And I saw her develop in faith until her faith grew, until if she had faced, which she didn't, but if she had faced the same major thing again, she would have, this time, would have been healed, but never had the surgery. Because, actually, I would say this, that she developed until she outstripped everybody else in the church. Every other woman and man, too, in the church, I'd say that her faith was beyond all of them. Now, way back there, just a, a t- couple of years before, it wasn't. See what I mean? But she started using her faith. I got her to use in her faith where she was, and she began to see, well, God did work a miracle. After all, that's not his best, but after all, this was a miracle. Because I never did need a shot for pain after that being cut wide open. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagan's message. See, a lot of times people have thought, well, now, if you've got enough faith, if somebody just had enough faith, well, they could believe God, and I'd just get healed whether I believe or whether I don't. But why didn't Jesus go ahead and do that down there in Nazareth? We looked at last night there in Mark, the 6th chapter, the 5th verse says, and he could there do no mighty work. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. Say he laid his hands on a few. How come he just got a few sick folk healed in Nazareth? Why didn't he just go ahead and believe God for him anyhow? Wasn't he a man of faith? Next verse says, and he marveled at their unbelief. He couldn't, his faith couldn't override their unbelief. Mark, the sixth chapter, fifth and sixth verses. Read that for yourself. You'll see it. It's there. See? Well, you need to think you're going to do something Jesus couldn't do because if you can go beyond him, then we ought to be following you instead of Jesus. Well, I've run into a few that thought they could go beyond him, but it didn't take you long to see that they're lying. Of course, you knew the word to begin with. Amen. You might as well say amen. Well, let's see. Where were we now? Yeah. So this lady... I endeavored, you see, to, to bring her faith, to, to, to get her to that place of faith. And uh, I just saw I wasn't doing it. So I said to, to her, sister, I've tried to get you to come up on my level where we could agree together. And I just see I'm not doing it. I'll tell you what I'll do. See, we ought to help people regardless of where they are. I'll tell you what I'll do. I said, I'll just come down on your level. Now, what can you believe? And I'll just believe with you where you can believe. See, because if two of you agree is touching anything, she couldn't agree on my level, so I'll come down there and agree on her level. Well, she said, I, I, I believe, I can believe that God will see me safely through this operation. Now, I know that's not God's best. Don't misunderstand me. That's not God's best. But right on the other hand, if you'll believe that, the Bible said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Doesn't it? Doesn't the Bible say that? According to your faith, so be it done unto you, Jesus said. Amen. Isn't that true? According to your faith. So I said, all right, I'll just join and believe with you. I can believe. See, she just couldn't believe. Now, she could have actually, but she wouldn't and didn't, that, uh, to, to receive the healing that belonged to her actually without the operation. So she said, I can believe that the Lord will see me safely through this operation and bring me through all right. I said, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just agree with you. So I just laid my hand on her head and said, now you listen to me pray and agree with See if you can agree with this prayer. And if we agree, it'll be done. All right, she said, I'll listen and see. I said, now you agree with it. And so I prayed, now Heavenly Father, 
I know you provided healing for us and for this sister, and she's not come to that level to accept it, but so I'll come down on her level. You're not going to forsake her. You're, she's your child. I'll just come down here on her level, and I'll agree that you'll just guide the physician's hand, that you'll bring her swiftly through this operation, that you'll cause her to respond so quickly. I know nature after the operation would heal her up so fast, but you'll bring her through this so fast that even the doctors themselves will admit it's a miracle. I said, amen. I said, you agree with that? Yes, she said, I can agree with that. I said, all right, we found something we can agree on then. You know, I think we Christians ought to do that. We ought to find things we can agree on instead of something we can disagree on. And if we do disagree, we ought to, we ought to be able to disagree without being disagreeable. Amen. So the woman had the operation. Well, I was there at the time she was operated on. And they... Uh, they put her to sleep, you know, about 7.30 in the morning. Performed the operation. One of the doctors said to me, there's three of them on the case, said, well, now, we wanted to be sure we knew some things here, but we didn't know. So we actually made a little longer incision than we would ordinarily. Actually, just cut her stomach wide open because we wanted to do a little more exploratory operation while we was at it. And we didn't find anything else except what we knew was there. And so by 12 o'clock noon, by noontime, she is out from under the influence, you know, the medicine to put her to sleep, fully conscious. That night at 8 o'clock, I was in the room again visiting, and, and the doctor came around, one of them, this same doctor that told me what all they'd done, one of the three. And uh, he came in with the nurse with this chart. See, and he hadn't seen her since early that morning, actually. He said, uh, I see here by the chart that you haven't had anything for pain. No shot, nothing for pain. Aren't you hurting? No. You got any pain? No. Oh, he said, I know you're bound to be hurting lying up there in bed with your belly cut wide open. I know that's a little crude, but that's what the doctor said. He said, you've got to hurt. You've got to hurt. Well, she said, I don't. I don't have one pain. I don't hurt at all. Well, he said, I'm going to mark down here for him to give you a shot anyhow. They gave her a... They gave her one shot, and that's all they ever gave her. Never had another shot for pain. Now, you know, that's unusual, isn't it? And the doctor said to me, this same doctor said to me later, about two or three days later, said, I never saw anything like that in my life. I never say. He said, you know, we're operating on folk. People come all over the United States, especially. They're coming from all over the United States here. And we perform uh, uh, from three to ten operations every single day. Every single day. And sometimes we perform at least three, three a day of this kind. Of, we average three of this kind of operation every day and sometimes more than that. But average three a day of this kind. How for years? But said, you know, I, I, I've never seen. If, if some other doctor had told me, I wouldn't believe it. I thought, well, he's mistaken. If I hadn't seen it myself with my own eyes, I wouldn't believe it. I've never seen anybody in my lifetime come through it so quickly, come out of it so fast and do so well. I mean, he said it's nothing short of miraculous. Well, you see, we got what we believe for. It really wasn't the best, you see, that God had. But that was the only, that was the measure that she could go to. And so I just agreed with her. Praise God. And what we agreed don't happen. Can you see that? Praise the Lord. What we agree don't happen. Well, now, I saw that same woman develop, you see, in faith then. Because she started using her faith down on that lower level. And I saw her develop in faith until her faith grew until if she had faced, which she didn't, but if she had faced the same major thing again, she would have, this time would have been healed, but never had the surgery. Because actually I would say this, that she developed till she outstripped everybody else in the church. 
Every other woman and man too in the church, I'd say that her faith was beyond all of them. Now way back there, just a, a couple of years before, it wasn't. See what I mean? But she started using her faith. I got her to use in her faith where she was, and she began to see, well, God did work a miracle. After all, that's not his best, but after all, this was a miracle. Because I never did need a shot for pain after that being cut wide open. I didn't even need the one to give me. And that's what we agreed on was, was that I'd just come out of it miraculously. And, and the doctor said, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. It's absolutely a miracle. I've never seen anything like it. So she began to see faith does work. And she began to use her faith in other areas, you see. Until she, I would say this, developed in faith beyond any other member of the church within a two-year period. But now then, you see, she could have taken the wrong attitude here. said, well, I couldn't believe God for healing. I tried it. It didn't work. And just give up on the whole thing and would have never grown any more spiritually and would have still been a spiritual dwarf and a spiritual midget and a spiritual baby and not even able to help anybody else. Are you listening to me? It makes all the difference in the world the attitude that we take wherever we are in life. Amen. So, so keep a positive attitude and keep the switch of faith turned on. Praise God. And keep believing God and using your faith and exercising your faith wherever you are. Can you see what I'm talking about? Say amen if you can. All right, let's come to number three. We won't be able to talk about it, to, I mean to finish it today, but we'll talk about it a little bit today and then we'll finish it tomorrow. To get my third thought, let's read this 23rd verse again now. For verily Jesus said, I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Now that's the expression I want you to get and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that is, believe in his heart, that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now you see, faith is of the heart and not the head. Notice the expression now, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, that is, believe in his heart. Romans 10th chapter, 10th verse, first part of the verse said, For with the heart man believeth. Faith is of the heart. That is Bible faith, scriptural faith. The real faith is heart faith and not head faith. Well now, what does it mean to believe with the heart? Well, the best way of the world is just, just let the Bible tell you. And then that'll just settle all the arguments. Well, turn over to 1 Peter, the third chapter, and the fourth verse, and it'll tell you what the heart is. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Notice that expression in this verse, 1 Peter, the third chapter, fourth verse. 1 Peter 3, 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Now, you see, the Bible says the heart is a man. Man of the heart. The heart's a man, the Bible said. Now notice the expression, hidden man of the heart. The Bible says that the heart is a hidden man. Paul put it this way. 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, 16th verse. 2 Corinthians 4th chapter, 16th verse. 
For though our outward man perish, or the margin says, is decaying, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Here you see Paul said there's an outward man. Well, that's the body. You can see the outward man. Outward man is decaying. The outward man is growing older. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith, plus the four mini seasonal faith devotional books. All five resources are yours for just $19.95. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can watch Rhema Praise uh, video cast. That's right. Uh, and you can listen to Rhema, to Rhema for Today radio. And you can read the Word of Faith magazine. Uh, all of this online. can be done online at rhema.org. That's right. If you want to do that. And you also can download uh, our, our app from the, to the iPhone or the Android and, and also watch, watch our services us. live right. at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, 7 o'clock Sunday night, and 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. Central time. Central time. Okay, right. yeah, you always get that in there. I, I, I get I, that in there. Well, I, do, I don't think that away, so I'm glad you do. <laughs> Uh, you're the you're the detail person, that not I me. Am, I am. I'm your helpmate. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Tomorrow on Rama for today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Mountain Moving Faith. Thanks for listening to Rama for today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.